Hey everyone, welcome to the pod. Bert Alcorn here. Uh, we are in the middle of our uh, What is Anthem House to House kind of movement in the, the series of, of whatever this podcast series is. Um, but it, within that, we're kind of in this leadership week right now, understanding and trying to unpack uh, what does leadership look like with Anthem House to House? What does it look like with the Scatter Church movement? Yesterday, we were talking about eldership and uh, understanding our biblical conviction around eldership and and see what uh, the context looks like here in the scattered church uh, movement. Um, Today, we're talking about community leaders. We're talking about those who are actually on on the ground every week hosting uh, people in their home, their backyard, online, and leading a community of these, these 10 to 20 people that are gathering for Anthem Communities. Now, the key responsibility of the community leaders are are one, to provide spiritual oversight for their community. So for those 10 to 20 people, they're providing spiritual oversight and care for those people who are part of their Anthem community. And number two, to reproduce themselves in an apprentice. Those are the two primary things we are asking of all of our community leaders, which which I mentioned in the episode yesterday, right now is our elder team, and we are actively looking to reproduce, uh, build a train up apprentices and reproduce more communities, uh, not only just in the future, but like in the actual coming weeks and months here. And that is a key role. So to provide spiritual oversight uh, and care for the community, and two, to reproduce themselves in an apprentice who will go on to lead a new community. We're going to talk more about apprentices in another episode. We're going to hone in right now on community leaders. And these community leaders are, are as they're looking at the community, they're making sure that everyone is cared for and, and everyone is discipled. Now, they are not the ones discipling everybody or they're not the ones caring for everyone necessarily. They'll once again be kind of out front on that, but they are looking at their group and making sure everyone is discipling, everyone's discipled, everyone is being cared for, needs are being met. And they're rather than necessarily meeting every single need that comes up. They're maybe playing matchmaker and they're bringing needs to the group or they're playing, you know, they're saying, they're looking at one person who maybe needs some particular mentoring or coaching and might connect them with someone else in their community. They should be also deeply invested in developing new apprentices. So they're providing spiritual oversight and making sure that everyone gets to use their gifts, everyone's being cared for, everyone's being looked after, and then they're also looking to reproduce themselves in an apprentice. Now, some other responsibilities sort of included in that overseeing uh, will be overseeing things like the mission allowance, which is what we talked about in another episode before, um, that every community has a mission allowance, a percentage of our monthly giving that goes right back to our Anthem communities to spend on people far from God. So meeting a need, paying a bill, throwing a party, whatever. So other key responsibilities for community leaders overseeing that mission allowance, the ins and outs, making sure that mission is still at the forefront for every group. They also take care of things like communication and administrative tasks in the community. So just making sure people are up to date, facilitating needs, prayer requests, communication about church on Sunday, whatever's going on here. And also making sure that everyone in the community has a role to play. So one of the beautiful things about Anthem House to House is that everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to share and they don't have to fit inside the neat boxes of what we've known as traditional church over the years. And man, if they're they're gifted in, in teaching or music, that's awesome. We'll put that to use. But also if, if people are gifted at 
I don't know, making cupcakes, then that's the gift you get to bring to the church. And man, I hope someone in my community has the gift of making cupcakes. But however God has gifted you, that's what you get to bring to the table in your local community. So the community leader is making sure that that stuff is happening. Uh, They're responsible for creating a culture and an environment that is conducive to making disciples who are growing in love and faith. So this means taking responsibility for shepherding the community into a gospel culture, not a self-help culture, not a prosperity gospel culture, not a works righteousness culture, but a gospel culture, a prayer culture, an authentic culture, a missional culture, a generous culture. So they're out front setting the pace and setting the tone for what we want these communities to look like. And that first comes with just modeling in their own lives these things we hope to see in every single person in our communities. Now, that's the overview. Um, that's kind of the, the general big picture of, of what it is we're looking for Anthem community leaders. Um, so what I'm going to do next is I'm actually going to, uh, we have a, a list of kind of must-haves for community leaders. Now, now once again, I think I've said this in another episode um, that we were able to build off a really strong foundation of community, of community groups in particular. And so if you're listening and you've been in a community group before at Anthem Ventura, or if you're listening, you've been a community group leader, like you might remember some of this and recognize some of this. Um, But these are helpful principles and guide rails that have um, really helped us uh, coach, lead, correct, encourage uh, leaders towards the direction that we are going. So we have six must-haves for community leaders, and I'm going to split them in half. I'm going to do half today, half tomorrow. So the first must-have for a community leader is, number one, that they are gospel-centered, saturated, and transformed. Right? It's not asking for perfection. It's not asking for the fully you know, picture of maturity or whatever. That's not at all what we're getting at. When we say someone is gospel-centered, saturated, and transformed, it's not a perfect life, but a a life who revolves around Jesus, who he is, and what he's accomplished, right? They live in light of that present reality, and they're growing in their understanding and application of the gospel in every part of life. And they're able to not only Uh, understand and apply, but they're able to like articulate the gospel and how the gospel applies to every area of life. So a couple of key passages to to reference here would be Galatians 2.20, John 15.5, 1 Corinthians 15, 2 Corinthians uh, 5.11 through 21 are all key moments for us to to know that the leaders that are shepherding people are gospel-centered, they're gospel-saturated, and they're gospel-transformed. Number two, is they're theologically sound. Must-haves for community leaders. Number two, theologically sound. Now, once again, like we were saying with gospel-centered, this does not mean perfection. Theological, theologically sound does not mean they know everything, but they do have a solid understanding of Scripture, of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit, and the church. So leaders need to be founded on the truth and word of God. So it's leaders who are growing in their theological understanding, anything from reading commentaries to watching Bible project videos, but they're not static. They're not kind of phoning in their relationship with God and their theological understanding of the church, but they're actively growing and pursuing more there. Number three must-haves for community leaders is they are committed to reproduce. This is a really important one for us because it is so easy for any and all of us to get to a comfortable point and say, we've made it, 
this is good. This is enough. Yeah, we'll, we'll just be done here. Like I've got my group. I got 15 people in my backyard. They're all sweet. Everyone's playing the roles. We don't need to shake this up. We don't need to change it. And that's just simply not what we're trying to do here. That's simply even not a picture of what we would believe health. So God has called us to reproduce in all areas. Genesis 1.28 said, go fill the earth, multiply, so that more people would find their way back to God. We start new communities, especially from existing ones. That's our favorite is to launch, plant, reproduce existing communities, our new communities from existing ones. And when we do that, we have to un- go in with eyes wide open, knowing that's going to be bittersweet. And, and, and it's bittersweet by design. It, it should be a little bit bitter. It should actually be a little hard to re- If it's too easy to reproduce, then you're just looking to get rid of people, right? But if, if there's a little bit of bitterness, if there's a little bit of sadness, if there's a little bit of apprehension, that's actually a good thing because that means that whoever you're sending off to start something new has legitimately entered into real community. Like they've legitimately have been known and loved by those people there. I mean, when when Sherry and I came to plant Anthem Ventura, it was, I I don't want to speak for anyone else, but it it was sad for us to leave Anthem Thousand Oaks because that was home. That was family. That was, we, we loved the people there. We were known and loved there. And it was a beautiful thing. But it's also sweet because as we read scripture, we see scripture as one of like a perpetual going, a perpetual sending. And it should be sweet because those who are leaving have the opportunity to start something new, to launch a new community. And honestly, um, it's not just a new community for the people that are going, it's a new community for the people that are staying. I think that's something we maybe forget too. So when we send people out, we say they're going to do something new, but we underestimate the impact of those people going has on the people that stays. And that those people that stay, that community that stays, that that community is going to feel like a new one because they're now missing other voices. And now there's been, there's room made for new people to come in and use their voice. So out of one comes two, it's mitosis. Right? It's not just kind of sending one person out and everything stays unchanged with the sending community. It's like when one community goes, they, they both are changed, hopefully for the better. So some key verses around uh, reproducing, I mentioned one, Genesis 1.28. Uh, in fact, just the whole Genesis narrative at the beginning is, is going and multiplying. And, and uh, also in the New Testament, we have 2 Timothy 2.2 and then Matthew, of course, 28, when Jesus commissions his disciples out. So those are the three first uh, must-haves for community leaders that we're talking about. The first is they must be gospel-centered, saturated, and transformed. Does that mean perfection? Absolutely not, but it does mean a, a growing understanding, reality, and application, and articulation of the gospel in every part of life. Number two, they're theologically sound. Does that mean they have the scripture memorized front to back? Absolutely not, but it does mean they're, they have a theologically curious mind and they're growing in their understanding of who God is and what he's done. And third, they are committed to reproduce, which means they are not content with us four and no more, but they are always looking who is next, who are the apprentices that I'm raising up, who are the people we can develop, who are the people we can send out, and committed to the leading that and modeling the bittersweet nature of gospel goodbyes, that it has to be bitter because that means they were legitimately a part of the family, but it has to be sweet because we're seeing the gospel go forward to new places and new spaces. Okay, so tomorrow we're going to pick back up with the other three must-haves for community leaders. And until then, have a great day.